Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's program, we will discuss the subject, Christian service. We will be looking at what the Bible teaches about this. More about our subject after we have had some music. Are we weak and heavy laden? 
Despise, forsake thee. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace. Christian service. We will discuss what the Bible teaches about this subject. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight we will be discussing these questions together. What does the Bible teach is the true object of life? Why did Jesus come to live on this earth? How does God expect his people to serve him? What are the results of true Christian service? And does God expect a greater level of service from Christians today? So before we start our radio program this evening, let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, streaming live on the internet from London. Lord, as we study your word this evening, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us, to teach us, and to lead our minds your throne is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now what does the Bible teach is the true object of life? We read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verses 12 to 13. And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. We read in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verses 13 to 14, For, brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, Thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. We read in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 8 to 10, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God have before ordained that we should walk in them. The Bible teaches us that the true object of life is service. We are to love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Creator, Redeemer and God, with all our heart and soul. 
we are to keep his commandments and his statutes for our good. And by the love we receive from Christ, our Creator, Redeemer and God, we are to serve one another. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Jesus makes it plain to us that we are to worship and serve him, and not Satan. We read in the book of Luke chapter 16 and verse 13, No servant can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The Bible teaches us that the true object of life is to serve one master. We cannot serve two masters, for either we will hate the one and love the other, or else hold to the one and despise the other. Here the Bible clearly explains that money is many people's master. The Lord makes it plain that we cannot worship God and money at the same time. It is either we serve God or we devote our lives to the accumulation of money and material wealth. I would read from a book called Christ's Subject Lessons from page 326. It reads, Christ's followers have been redeemed for service. Our Lord teaches that the true object of life is ministry. Christ himself was a worker, and to all his followers he gives the law of service, service to God and to their fellow men. Here Christ is presented to the world a higher conception of life than they had ever known. By living to minister for others, man is brought into connection with Christ. The law of service becomes the connecting link which binds us to God and to our fellow men. Now why did Jesus come to live on this earth? We read in the book of Matthew chapter 20 and verses 25 to 28. Now this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. But Jesus called them unto him and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. And they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it, shall not, but it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. These Bible texts explain the reason why Jesus came to this earth. He came to this earth to teach us that true greatness consists not in position, but in service. The willingness to serve all. And Jesus explains how we are to learn what true greatness is, to learn for the example that he set to serve. Jesus came to show how the principles of his kingdom are at a total contrast to the principles of Satan's kingdom on this earth, that is ruled by the princes of the Gentiles. While the Gentiles believe that greatness is based upon how much power that you have over others, in God's kingdom, greatness is determined by how much you serve others. Jesus teaches that to minister is to serve. Jesus also explained that he came to give his life a ransom for many and shows that the highest service that you can give is to sacrifice your life for the good of others. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, 
Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Listeners, Christ came and laid down his precious life to redeem us. He taught us that God's love is so great and so willing to serve that he was willing to die for us in order to save us from our sins. Here is how we perceive the love of God and understand what God is like. This being the case then, as God was willing to lay down his life for us, we who claim to serve God should be willing to lay down our lives for his people, the brethren. We read in the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 17, But whoso have this world's good, and see if his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Carrying on with the same thought, the Bible then explains the spirit that those who have the love of God will have when they serve, especially towards their brother. If they have this world's good and see that their brother has need, they will not shut up their bowels of compassion towards him. Jesus came to teach us that the true object of life is, through the love of God, to deny yourself for the good of others and to live for others not for yourself. It is to use all that God has given to you in trust in this life for the benefit of others. Let's have a break for some music. Rock of ages cleft for me Let me hide myself in thee Let the water and the blood From thy wounded side which flowed Be of sin a double cure Save from wrath and make How does God expect his people to serve him? We read in the book of Luke chapter 3 and verses 4 and 10 to 14. As it is written in the book of the words of Esaias the prophet, saying, 
the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answereth and saith unto them, He that have two colts, let him impart to him that have none. And he that have meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized, and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. When John the Baptist was sent by God with a message that called the people of God to repent and to prepare for the first coming of Christ, the people asked him what they were to do to be ready for the Lord's appearing. As we studied in a previous radio broadcast, when studying about the three Elijahs, the message given by John the Baptist to the Jews is also applicable to Christians at the end of time, to prepare them for Christ's second coming. So let us note how God expects his people to serve him in preparation for his return. Luke chapter 3 and verse 11 explains that he who have two colts, let him impart to him who have none. And he that have no meat or food, let him do likewise. We see here that God expects us to give what food and clothing that he has entrusted to us to help those who lack them. Thus we see that the service of God involves serving the basic needs of others. So listeners, especially those listening who claim to be Christians, when was the last time that you asked the church member whether they had enough food or clothing for themselves? When did you ask your neighbor this? Or any of the poor that you have met in life? Christ wants us to serve all humanity, but he is very particular to see if those who claim to be his followers are looking after the needs of his brethren. John the Baptist next speaks to the publicans, or the Jews who worked for the Roman government as tax collectors. What was his message to them? Verses 12 and 13 explain. They were to exact no more than was appointed unto them. This message applies to all church members who work as tax collectors for the government. God is saying to you, do not ask people for more than you are appointed to. Do not charge people more than is necessary and make high profits when you are charging them for helping them to file their tax returns. And in a broader sense, God declares to all working professionals not to make unnecessary profit from people when you are giving them a service. God is calling for his people to reform in those things that are dishonest and oppressive. God knows these things and calls his people to repent of them. As we look at Luke chapter 10 and verse 14, John the Baptist now addresses the army and security services and those who work in public law and order. It states, and the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. Here the message was not to take advantage of your position and hurt people unnecessarily when you keep law and order. Neither are those who work in law and order to accuse people falsely 
and to have them arrested or killed for no reason. Those who work in law and order are also warned by God to be content with their wages. Are these not the very things that are troubling society today? Does not society suffer with police brutality, injustice, unlawful searches and arrests? Does not society suffer as people are always looking for higher wages? Listeners, I hope that you can see that Christian service is not just what you do in a church building. It covers all the social areas in life that Christians operate in, whether in their families, at work, or as individuals, called to take care of the safety and security of the masses. Why is God particular about these things? For God's people should be servants in society, declaring God's love to those in need and to those who need the service done for their benefit. God's people are to be the merciful protectors of society, not their oppressors. God's people should not be working in harmony with the spirit of the governments of the world, who, inspired by Satan, mercilessly force people into misery and poverty. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 25 and verses 31 to 40. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in? or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Note, dear listeners, that Jesus will reward with eternal life all who have accepted him and have served the least of his brethren in society who have a need. We read in the book of Matthew chapter 25 and verses 41 to 46. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, when saw we thee hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. 
Jesus will condemn with everlasting punishment all who claim to serve him, but who have neglected the least of his brethren in society who have had a need. Now what are the results of true Christian service? We read in the book of Isaiah chapter 58 and verses 6 to 10, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speak in vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. The reward given to the faithful servant of God will be the glory of the Lord, Christ dwelling in the heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. Christ's righteousness will shine forth from the individual and in them light and love and health from God will be seen. We read in the book of Isaiah chapter 58 and verses 13 to 14. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honourable, and shalt honour him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. True Christian service involves keeping God's seventh-day Sabbath faithfully. The Bible teaches us that the reward of faithful Christian service, of loving God and loving humanity, and of faithful seventh-day Sabbath keeping, in accordance to God's commandments, is delightsomeness in the Lord. It is finding pleasure in his service, and in his service, God will give divine promotion to the ownership of the things of the earth. Does God expect a greater level of service from Christians today? We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 28 to 29. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. We read in the book of Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. For the grace of God that bring of salvation, have appeared to all men. And we read in the book of Titus, chapter 3 and verse 4, But after that the kindness and love of God our Saviour toward man appeared. The Bible teaches us that we are to have grace in order to have serve God acceptably. God expects us to educate ourselves through his power in order to do this. The Bible teaches us that the grace of God that appeared to all men that brings salvation is the kindness and love of God our Saviour towards man. It is through the kindness and love of God, through Jesus Christ, 
It is by receiving his saving grace in our hearts that we can serve God acceptably. True education is the preparation of the physical, mental and moral powers for the performance of every duty. It is the training of body, mind and soul for divine service. This is the education that will endure unto eternal life. This is how we are called to educate ourselves as Christians in order to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Listeners, I will say again what I stated earlier. Christ's followers have been redeemed for service. Our Lord teaches that the true object of life is ministry. Christ himself was a worker and to all his followers he gives the law of service. Service to God and to their fellow men. Here Christ has presented to the world a higher conception of life than they had ever known. By living to minister for others, man is brought into connection with Christ. The law of service becomes the connecting link which binds us to God and to our fellow men. We read in the book of Luke chapter 12 and verses 47 to 48, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not, and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Listeners, as I shared last week, the Jewish nation had the light of the Old Testament. Today, we have not only the light of the Old Testament, but also the New Testament. We have the record of God's people in the early church and their experiences, and the experiences and writings of the Protestant reformers. As we studied in a previous radio broadcast, since 1844, Jesus has given his testimonies to his church through the inspired writings of Mrs. Ellen Goodwhite one of the founders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The Holy Ghost inspired her to write so many counsels to God's church that she is the most translated female non-fiction author in the history of literature. Because God has committed much greater light to us than the generations living before, he expects much greater devotion from us in service towards him in return. We'll have another break for some music and come back with some closing thoughts. In times like these You need a Savior In times like these You need an anchor Be very sure Be very sure Jesus, the only one. 
To close this evening, I will read from a book called Steps to Christ, written by E.G. White, from page 83, in the chapter called The Work and the Life. With a loving spirit, we may perform life's humblest duties as to the Lord. Colossians 3.23 If the love of God is in the heart, it will be manifested in the life. The sweet savour of Christ will surround us and our influence will elevate and bless. You are not to wait for great occasions or to expect extraordinary abilities before you go to work for God. You need not have a thought of what the world will think of you. If your daily life is a testimony to the purity and sincerity of your faith and others are convinced that you desire to benefit them, your efforts will not be wholly lost. The humblest and poorest of the disciples of Jesus can be a blessing to others. They may not realize that they are doing any special good, but by their unconscious influence, they may start waves of blessing that will widen and deepen, and the blessed results they may never know until the day of final reward. They do not feel or know that they are doing anything great. They are not required to weary themselves with anxiety about success. They have only to go forward quietly, doing faithfully the work that God's providence assigns, and their life will not be in vain. Their own souls will be growing more and more into the likeness of Christ. They are workers together with God in this life, and are thus fitting for the higher work and the unshadowed joy of the life to come. So listeners, let us now, after hearing these words, pray to close. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, for teaching us through his life that the true object of life is service. 
Lord, I pray that each and every one of us who have listened to this message tonight, who have read this Bible text and who have understood all that you sought to teach us for your word, I pray that we would understand truly the simplicity of life, that all you ask us to do is to use that which you've given unto us, to use for your glory, for the benefit of others. Lord, I pray at this time for those who are married. I pray that husbands would love and serve their wives, that wives would love and serve their husbands. Lord, I pray for children, that they would love and serve their parents and that they would be obedient and loving and true and not rebellious. I pray for brothers and sisters, that if there's any quarrel between them, that they would put their quarrel away and that they would learn to love and serve their spouse. Laws deeds are the building blocks of life, and there are so many families where there are arguments and where there's discord and strife. There are so many families where husbands have forgotten to love their wives, they become selfish, and the wives have forgotten to love their husbands. All only thinking about their own needs, not realizing that they made a vow to you to love and to serve their spouse. Lord, it's an enemy that have done this, but through your power and grace, there's nothing that you cannot do. And I pray, Lord, that where there's a broken marriage, that you would bring healing and restoration and power and restoration and true love once again between husband and wife. Where there's an argument with children, Lord, I pray that they would love one another and serve each other as brothers and sisters, Lord, and bring unity and peace in the home. Lord, I pray even for families, if there are family disputes, especially now, Lord, there's so much disputes over property and over money. Lord, I pray that individuals, Father, that they would submit to each other and would work to reason things out and to bring peace and to learn to share, not to be selfish and claim things for their own. Lord, this is especially of inheritance. You know, in this time, so many people are taking each other to court even their own brothers and sisters, Father, for their inheritance. Lord, when I know that you despise these things and you hate them, because, Lord, you've given us things to share, not for us to keep for ourselves. And so I I make a special plea for these cases, Heavenly Father, in society, especially at this time. I pray for churches, Lord. I pray that, that brethren would love and serve one another, that they won't be selfish, and as we've studied this evening, Lord, that brethren will look at what they have in their homes, in their hands, and when they see each other, that they will seek to give and to share and inquire, what can I do for my brother or sister, rather than looking down upon them and thinking themselves better than another person. These are the things that are hindering your blessing, Lord, and the outpouring of your spirit, and I pray that we will get back to basics of Heavenly Father, as families, as church members, and the whole of society. And Lord, we know that we cannot do any of these things, that we cannot truly love of ourselves unless we open our hearts and humble ourselves and pray and ask you to fill us with your love and power. Let us be willing to do what you say, for that's where the train of blessing comes, through humble obedience, not through stubborn arrogance, Heavenly Father, like the fear of Egypt. So Lord, I commit these things into your hands, and I pray that the things that I failed to ask for this evening, they'll be granted In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org.
you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapters 146 to 151, you'll find the subject, Christian Service. These chapters will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash z dash that's t-h-e dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io stroke forward slash. If you would like to support Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio financially, then please send your donations through our website at vitwradio.org. Click on the page called About Us and you can donate to us there. That's the page called About Us. On next week's program, we will discuss how should Christians dress? Well, that's it for tonight's program. Good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.